Welcome to This Week in Craft Beer, the podcast, the weekly show where we interview the people making the magic happen in the UK craft beer scene. This Week in Craft Beer publishes the UK's leading craft beer newsletter every Monday morning by email. To subscribe for free, please visit www.thisweekincraft.beer. This Week in Craft Beer would like to thank our generous Patreon supporters, Phantom Brewing Co., Bayonet Brewing Co., Dolphin Brewery, Berkshire Beer Box, The Small Batch Brewing Co., Belgium and Blues Southampton, Doug Thayer, Robert Baker, Aid Bardi, The Brew Brothers, Paul Whelan, Bettina Cassidy, Forks Brewery, Claire Costa, James Cox, Craig Hatton, James Moss, John Mead and Craft Beerings. So... Johnny, it has been an absolutely shameful amount of time since you and I spoke. Um, believe it or yeah. not, it was July 2021, episode 60 of the podcast. So that is a very long time in, in craft beer years. What have you been up to the last two years and eight months? Crikey, all sorts, all sorts. So I guess the biggest thing was that we did a crowdfunder in that April of that year. That's right. To, yep. to get some more brewing kits just to up the brew length get uh-huh. some bigger fermenters, et cetera. Um, and that was a great, great campaign. Got loads and loads of love from lots of fans getting on board with that. Nice. Raised, yep. raised over 20 grand, which was um, to pay for new mash tun, new kettle. Right, excellent. And then we bought the rest of the kit at the same time. Loads more fermenters, bright tank, all the rest of it. Everything yep. you need. It's bad timing in some respects because the cost of shipping was about 20 grand. Oh, so. no, that was horrible, wasn't it, at that time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, you just pay for the post and packing. But So 20 grand yeah. was the post and packing, yeah, and you had to buy, yeah. buy the kit yourself. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, it's not just about the money. It's about how people got emotionally invested into Pipeline. That's right, that. it is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, they're giving away their precious cash and we're using it, we're reinvesting it into the company, but they're also giving a bit of love and just the support and saying that we're behind Pipeline. We really believe that what you're right. doing is great and we just want to get involved and that to me was the bit that shone through the whole thing nice. it's not yeah. it's not the cheapest way to raise money I've got to say it. no no you have their, to give a fair um, fair percentage away for the platform don't you or whatever is he crowd crowdcube or whatever you, you know, I don't remember which one you use but yeah it was crowdfunder yeah they, they made a bit of money out of us but you have to give a lot of beer away to make it worthwhile for the punters to yes. feel like they're getting added value for what they're going to buy yeah. So it's not a cost-effective way of doing it, but it, it worked on the different level that people are invested into pipeline emotionally. And I, and I love that. That's, that, that to yeah, me you get to sort of build your, like your golden mailing list, don't you, or whatever the right turn of phrase is. You, know, you now know who your, I don't know how many was, like 200 or 300 best customers are. These are the people that really yeah. care about pipeline. And that's great to have that list, isn't it? It is. And we've got some trade customers involved as well, and they've just continued buying the beer over the, over the past few years. So, yeah, it's really helped us to just notch up the beers at an extra level because this new kit is fantastic. It's a lot more oh, information on it. Yep. Steam generated a massive mash tun. So the idea was that we'd do big stouts, tippers, big beers with yep. ease and just be able to do the full brew length on those without having to double brew or... Nice. Just, just to lose a little bit of length. Unfortunately, the duty rules changed just recently, oh, and that's no. kind of shot yeah. that one in the foot a little bit. We did, we did a tipper as a collab yeah. with Phantom, which is down your neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah. It's been one of the best beers that we've brewed. It's got the highest rating, I think, of all of our beers. Is that right? Um, nice. But it may well be the last one that we do because it was just, it just wasn't cost effective. You know, you no. There's only so much cost that you can pass on to the customer that's going to be prepared to pay yeah. the extra. I think it was an extra pound a can in duty really? with yeah. the new rules. It's just, it's insane. And it's it's punitive, really. I, I don't agree with the way that it was put forward. 
and who it benefits isn't really the craft brewing industry. It's more the bigger brewers that do the lower ABV beers on draft. Exactly. Um, yeah, you know, you, you, we've seen the likes of Heineken and Carlsberg clambering over one another to reduce all of their beers down to three point four percent now. And, uh, <laughs> and laughably, yeah. last week I, I saw a. I think it's Heineken owns John Smith, isn't it? And you know, and Heineken said that oh, the reason we've reduced John Smith to three point four is because the customers are demanding a healthier choice of beers, you know, and never mind about the fact that it's going to save them hundred and fifty million pounds a year in in duty payments. <laughs> Which will pay their shareholders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah. it's just a big lobbying exercise, and I just don't agree with it. But I'm not going to get too political because. Um, but if you were going to look for, there is one um, just to play devil's advocate. If I was understand it correctly, I think the it's now slightly less duties on an eight percent dipper than it was. Is that right? Um, Depends on how you package it. If you're packaging yeah. it in cans, then no, I think. I think it's not far off the same. It also depends on your output. So yeah, it used to taper quite a bit. It was a wider taper. Now it's much more narrow. Oh, okay. So, all right. Um, so, well, I was doing my best to find a, a silver lining there. Perhaps there isn't one. I, I was under the impression no. that, that in certain circumstances, the dipper is slightly more duty effective, um, but maybe mm. not. Well, I've not noticed a massive saving. My bank balance certainly hasn't gone up by very no. dippers. <laughs> you know? I'm not sure that they're quite as popular as they, they no, were. No, they're not. There's there. absolutely no doubt about that. The, you know, the market has moved, and you know, and I don't think that many people were going to miss the tippers if they don't come back but i'm a personally you know my very selfish perspective you know seven to eight percent that's my sort of real golden sweet spot for for new england ipas and you know and so i think uh i'll keep searching I couldn't agree for, more you know perhaps if you're in further between now than they used to be well i think you're right the market has changed there's a lot more lower abv ones but i think there's still a place for a really well-brewed dipper um, oh yeah possible but i'm not going to say never going to brew a tipper again but for the time being, it's it's gone on the back burner. I brewed that. It was a roaring success. Right. Um, partly thanks to Albert's expertise. Oh, um, Phantom. Yeah, yeah. Phantom. Yeah. yeah. Um, just partly down to good quality hops and ingredients. You know, we're blessed down here with the water. The water makes it. Oh, that's it's an so, absolute fact. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm trying to sort of push it all onto the water and be a bit humble about it. But it, it is. It's definitely a... <laughs> Because it's a, it's a massive ingredient in beer, right? So, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot, a lot of, lot of people up and down the country have to do a lot of treatment, don't they, on their water? Mm, um, I'm not yeah. saying you. I'm sure you still do some, but but I think you're starting off with with you know amazing base water, aren't you? Or if that's the right kind of phrase. Yeah, that's exactly it. You're starting off from a good place, and yeah. you're just improving it. You're not having to take away any of the bad things because there's nothing bad about it. No, it's just it's just fantastic. As is most of Cornwall, to be fair. (laughs) God's country. Um, Yeah, the only thing I would probably change is get more people here because it's yeah, well in the the winter winter anyway. Yeah, terribly terribly seasonal, I'm sure for you, isn't it? I was having a look Mm -hmm. on your website this afternoon and saw you. You're obviously on winter hours with the tap room just Friday evenings now, and um, and I, I guess in the summer you'll open it up into the weekend as well, are you? Or yeah, that's right. Yeah, we actually the last summer we've changed it up a little bit. Instead of keeping it at the brewery, we've right. got a local venue that we're doing some. We're doing it like a pop up, but it, it ended up being all of the summer because it was such oh, a roaring right. success in, in St Agnes. Um, yeah, in right in the centre yeah. of St Agnes. It's it's an old Passmore Edwards who was a charitable chap back in the day when the mining yeah. mining industry was what what it was all about here, and he built this amazing building. It's it's absolutely stunning. Um, just for the workers to go and have somewhere to have a beer and have a community centre. Like kind a of social place. club kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. And this latest reiteration of this is some young trustees have taken it on, turned it from 
like your WI venue into a really hip and happening place. We've got pop-up chefs, local celebrity chefs coming in. Real real good vibe. You get DJ nights. They even do some crazy ping uh, table tennis pingers nights, which is just the best fun. So it really is good fun. There even there's even rumor that they're going to get me behind the decks for a couple of oh, parties this summer. So that'll be back a blast back to the past of my DJ awesome. days. Yeah, yeah. Young, so. <laughs> so, so you've got so, have you sort of agreed your you know your residency there? Not not from a DJ perspective, from a from a beer perspective <laughs> already this summer. Yeah, we're in, we're in talks already. Yeah, they're, they're keen to get us back because it was a success for us and for them. Oh, um, great! Well, you're still going to get your fans that love your beer that are going to hunt you out anyway. Yeah, but it was the it was the, the walk-ins and the passing trade the fact that it was a busy venue and people yeah. were looking at it going well what's going on there and they'd come in and see because the, the crowds were massive it was fantastic it was, it was oh, a really wonderful. good vibe yeah. yeah i loved it so we're doing more oh, of that great. well look out for look out for news on that but hopefully that'll uh, that'll happen again this summer yeah brilliant mm, yeah i hope so yeah uh, back, back to the brewery just real quick so you're, in, you're still in the same unit where we visited um a couple of summers back uh, so, so yeah. that must you know if you've you've upgraded the kit that must be super grand in there now is it oh it's unbelievable it really is <laughs> I, I don't know quite how we've managed to fit it all in it's like the TARDIS yeah and the latest thing is we just bought a canning line we've got a micro can five head canning line oh, now Brilliant. which is being installed this week and it, it's taken a while but it's taken up all the space so we've got a contingency plan to store it in the next unit while we're not using it because otherwise there'd just be no room left in the unit at all so right. it's, it's it's on wheels and it just we'll just drag it out as and when we need it. Okay. Um, and we bought that from Newtown Park, who, as you know, sadly, yeah, the sadly towel a year more, ago. Yeah, Bristol, yeah. And they've had it in storage for a year. And prior oh. to that, it was Verdant's canning line. So it's probably got some miles on the clock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, nice. it's going to be so much better for a production. We should be able to turn around the beers that bit quicker. Get, yes. Get the small pack, which is the one that t- takes all the time with the, with the previous system, and it, this is just going to make my life so much better. It's going to be more time to do the the bits you love because packaging a beer is not not the sexiest no. part of the job. No, it isn't. It's, no. no, it's a necessary evil, and we've done pretty well getting to the stage we have with the kit we have. But now this kit will just turn it around so much faster. More beers right. will be able to be released, so it's going to help with production hugely. I'm considering it's going to ch- change it up by probably 15 or 20%. Oh, nice. So it's, a good in- it's a great investment to have made, long time in the in the making, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're right to say that the unit is creaking at the seams somewhat. It's it's, <laughs> it's a squeeze to get it in there. But so it's, you said it's you're going to store, store the microcan in the, in the next door unit, so is that vacant at the moment, or...? No, their business was soap, and they did absolutely fantastic during lockdown and yeah. the COVID era, if you can cast your mind back that far. But yeah. since then, I think people have stopped washing their hands quite so much, and maybe the squeezes that luxury soaps, which is what they do, and they're fantastic, yeah. um, have been squeezed a little, so their business has shrunk somewhat. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm employing one of the guys from there on a part-time basis. He helps me with the packaging, and it just oh, makes fine. sense that yeah. if he's... He's starting to do distribution for me as well, just do the packaging and sending the beers out. So it just right. makes sense to have have them involved a bit more and they're happy to store it in their unit since they've got the space again now. Very so good. It makes it makes good sense and they're good guys. Nice. You know, we get yeah. we get on great. So yeah, happy days. If I can't move, that's the only solution out of it, really. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. There's very limited industrial space in St. Agnes. You, you know, no. it's a tiny it's a tiny village and there's maybe two locations that you could go to and the right. unit I have is the biggest out of all of them 
other yeah. place location. So wow. if I was to move, it would be out of the locale, and I don't think that's... Which you not want to do, no. No, no I'm not willing to do that, no. No. Not if I can help it. Fair enough. Do you want to just talk about this first beer? This is Forgotten Dreams, 5.3% DDH IPA. Uh, tasting, I'd yeah. say, and a bit more. I'm not quite sure why the sentence starts with "and." By the way, I might come back to that to critique you, your grammar, but uh, and a bit more citra and mosaic as a double dry hop, pushing the flavour sky high. London fog provides the fruit and our food fight free for all. Bring on the fog, and it says just yeah. brackets hops with Centennial, Simcoe, Citra, and mosaic. This is classic pipeline. Pale, IPA, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely mm. gorgeous, Johnny. Everything that I was expecting when I opened this can. Gorgeous aroma, lovely colour to it. Just amazing, punchy, tropical flavours, just to hit the bitterness. Just absolutely magnificent. Um, so, yeah, this is exactly as I remember the last pipeline beer I had, which was too long ago, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolute pleasure. Well, thanks, Rob. This, this beer is kind of got a special place in my heart it doesn't get brewed that often we've changed our suppliers for yeast and london fog wasn't one that they had in their directory but they've they've just released it again now so it's great great to have that yeast available again because it it does make a difference to this beer Mm -hmm. if you use a different yeast we've been using different house yeast and it's it doesn't give the same flavor profile as this london fog i absolutely love that yeast It's, it's so good to work with and i'm really happy that it's available readily that bit more so this beer was one of the first ones that went into can when we started canning way back when. Yep. And I sent a few of these cans out to various craft beer fans across Instagram and Facebook yep. and what have you. Um, and it just, it was, I think it was pivotal in the launch of Pipeline from the unknown depths yes. of craft beer into, yeah. wow, who the hell a Pipeline? How yeah, get suddenly that getting a bit of buzz about the brand. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, it, I can remember sitting there watching premier hops feed because mm. uh, they'd, they'd taken the case off us and it, it, i think it sold out in the first 30 minutes nice so, yeah yeah row hit was straight on saying can we get some more and i was just sat there in my garage because i was brewing it out of my garage at the time back then it's before yeah, it even yeah, of course. The unit yeah and i just sat there because couldn't believe what was going on it was like my god what, what the hell has happened here and i, <laughs> I really struggled i really struggled to believe that it was such i was having to pinch myself big time like, like wow this beer's getting such a great response from everybody and it and it has it's been it's been great every time i've brewed it people love it it's a yep. highly rated beer on untapped so yeah it's a, it's happy it's happy days for me to be brewing this again so yeah awesome. i'm glad i'm glad you're getting the same vibes that yeah. everyone else did when they first opened it it's, it's still tasting the same as it was back then i still think it brings that super freshness because it's got a lot a lot of hops in it yeah double dry hop it's just yeah, it yeah. just makes the difference you know throw a lot of money into it but it's it's worth it because it's a it's a it's a beer that for me represents what pipeline is all about right just yeah pushing those flavors sky and you're right about the grammar thing on that and a bit more but um i was writing all these bits on the side of the can back then we don't do it anymore we just do no. descriptions on untapped for what the beer is or on your on your sales outlets but it was getting really hard to come up with something new and a bit different right that you put on your cans and this one the and bit was it, it caught quite a lot of people's eyes and they'd say well is, have i missed a word of you, you yeah. say add but nice. it got it just got people talking i so i was like yeah that's great it's, it's done the trick Mission absolutely yeah brilliant <laughs> did, did a few experiments on the side for a while putting tasting notes on there what people are going to expect like expect hints of melon yeah and you'd be amazed at the power of suggestion that you'd, you'd look on people's reviews on untapped and they'd they'd mention melon 
countless times. It probably yeah. paraphrase you somewhat, but that suggestion, as soon as you put it in there, people use it, pick up on it, and they're away with it. So <laughs> it was quite it was quite good fun doing that. It really was. Nice. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we've we've stopped doing that now. It's just yeah. It's it it, it it's simple enough just to put the wording about the brewery on the side. Put yeah. the, change the ingredients obviously, but not have to make up something that's snappy and interesting all the time. No. No. It's hard enough coming up with the names, I'll be honest. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a list as long as my arm of suggested names, but half of them have been suggested in the pub, so probably aren't at all suitable. Um, <laughs> and you want to keep a bit of you want to keep a bit of a theme going through some of them. Yeah. Yeah. There's I a lot of beers one... that have got dreams written on them. We we, we do iterations of dreams and there's lots of surf references yeah. to some other of the well, beers. Yeah, you've got to lean into your local uh, kind yeah. of something. I like random pop culture beer names. You know, the likes of Sure Shot and uh, Pomona Island do those sort of things really well. And, you know, yeah. which is kind of fun to see if you can uh, see if it, it seems completely random or whether you can say, oh, yeah, I remember that, you know, where that came from. It's, uh, but, you know, mm. yeah, matter, it's, it's, as long as you can search for it, find it untapped, that's the main thing. If it's yeah. a beer name where there's already sort of fifty different variants of the same beer name, in, you know, which are, there are there are some that are, you know so sort of generic that it takes you ten minutes scrolling to untap to find the beer. That can be a bit frustrating, but uh... yeah, and I always wondered what the copyright issues were with that. I don't think there can no. be. You can there unless it's you know the game really cares, they? or Carlsberg. They'll soon be after you. But you know, oh, craft Christ, beer yeah. as long as it's a craft brewery, I think you're good. Yeah, exactly. But you don't want it to be the same as someone else that's come up with a name. I think Left Handed yeah. Giant came out with a beer called Pipeline once. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got onto Bruce Gray and said, Yeah, yeah. Hey, Bruce, you know that's my brewery name. He said, Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Do you want me to send you some? I expect him to know, uh, know of you, but uh, never mind. Oh, yeah, he does now. It's, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're friendly every time I see him. He pops down to the Verdant. Bit, yeah, uh, of course, because they're really tight with Burden, aren't they? Um, yeah, we've had, yeah. We just Steve and I have just booked our tickets for um, for the Little Summer Beer Bash this year, which is at Daya Mitchell. So they rotate it around the three of them, don't they? So uh, mm, really looking yeah. forward to that this summer. Oh, you know, I might see you there because Cheltenham's where I went to school. Oh, great. Oh, my, dad, my dad still lives there. I worked oh, in nice. that same industrial estate where Daya are. They weren't there yeah. when I was working there, but it's, yeah, it's kind of a special place for me. So I'm going to try and see if I can find the time to get out of the Cornwall. Yeah. It's a rare thing for me. Don't generally yeah. turn left at the roundabout. Just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stay, stay down in Cornwall because it's easy. Well, I'm sure if you, if you drop a strategic email to, into Theo or Gareth down at uh, Dale, you can maybe get blag yourself an invite to Port. That's the way to do it, isn't it? Come and... Uh, come oh, and yeah, that'd be something else. Yeah. yeah, now you... Well, OK. I'll see what, see what I can do. Maybe a good word from your good self might... <laughs> be very happy it, to try around. and help with that. If uh, I'm not sure whether my, uh, I carry much weight down a day, but they, I, had, I did have Gareth on the podcast as well. That was, that was a fun conversation. Excellent, uh, Johnny. I was going to say... This Week in Craft Beer is sponsored by Hit Marketing Design, a design agency based in Essex, offering professional marketing services across the UK. They specialise in graphic design, brand creation and web design, and can create anything from a fresh logo, new product branding, eye-catching adverts to a fully populated website. No fluff or filler, real design for a competitive world. To find out more, visit hitmarketingdesign.co.uk. So I'm back with Johnny from Pipeline for the second half of the show. Johnny, 
at this stage, every week on this podcast, I like to put the guests on the spot and ask the only challenging question I ever ask anybody, really. And Uh-oh. since you've been on before, you get to answer the alternate challenging question. And that is, what do you wish you'd done differently? Looking back on your history at Pipeline, is there anything, you know, that you, with some regret, you'd say, oh, man, if I'd only done this instead of that, then yeah, be further ahead? Yeah, I think I think further ahead is what I'm going to talk about because when I first set up Pipeline, I was doing it part-time. Oh, while yeah. I was still having a full-time job. Yeah. Um, and so I was growing it organically with my own savings. Didn't borrow any money. Just set it up and it, we talked about it just now about how the beers started to fly once yeah. it started to go into cans and it and the growth just I wasn't able to keep up with demand. No. Yeah, there was um, a time when your beer was just was sold out instantly, wasn't it? I guess as soon as it was, you know, as soon as it was yeah. packaged, it was gone. I yeah, mean, exactly. I hope that's still the case to some extent, but it's um it was used to be you were one of the scarcest, I think, of all UK mm. brewers in terms of you know being able to get your hands on your beer. Yeah, absolutely. And for a while, that works, probably makes it that bit more attractive. But after yeah, a while, I think, it, yeah. yeah, but I think after a while, that novelty wears off. It's like, well, I can't get hold of any. But there's these other breweries that I can get hold of, and their beer is great. That's so, point, actually, yeah. yeah. I think it's okay being, and as great as it is, and as wonderful as that feels at the time that you are the latest hype brewery, that hype train moves on. And I yeah. think if I'd done something differently, I probably would have looked for some outside investment at that point and been able to grow the business to keep up with that demand and with that popularity there and then. Rather yeah. than the lag, t- the lag time that it's taken me has been a couple of years, really, realistically, with yeah. COVID in between and what have you. And a, and a lot of good breweries came out in that time. And I think the kudos and the the rarity was one thing, but if you can't get the B and you can't buy it, then I can't sell it to you, can I? No, and I think I think that's what I'd have done differently. Got someone yeah. involved. I, I was reluctant to do that for plenty of reasons, but the main one was being that a lot of breweries that expanded too quickly were going seemed to expand quickly, and yeah, I'm sure some of them have gone bust now as well. Well, they still are. Quick. I was just going to make that exact point. You know, there's you know we, we're still and they are still going bust, and I think they will continue mm. to go bust. This year, yeah. sadly, we've lost some pretty big names, haven't we, in the last you know, six to twelve months? And I think, uh, you know, all, all, I think almost all of those will have mainly probably cited the fact that yeah, they just overreached with the with the external capital, you know, too big of an expansion, and the, and the debt repayments yeah. was crippling. Yeah, so I may have done it differently. I may be sat here in a position <laughs> saying, "Oh, I wish I'd done it differently, and not expanded, because I wouldn't be busted." You know. It, who can who can tell what was the right no, answer? Hard but, to try and second guess. You know, it's, not really, it's not a fair question, really, in that respect. But, no. uh, but maybe I would have done that differently. But well, that's um, a very fair. Um, you know, I, I was just thinking actually, just you know, so I was just saying, yeah, how hard your beers were to come by. And, you know, two other breweries that I would put in that same category. Funny enough, we just mentioned both of them: it's Verdant and Dayer. You know, they, those two, and you go wind the clock back three, maybe four years, couldn't get any of your beers, you know. So, so Verdon and Dayer, obviously, they were, you know, several t- multiples of your production capacity, even at that stage. And oh, they yeah. used to put their beers on the website and they were sold in 10 minutes, you know. And yeah. if you weren't actually sitting with, you know, poised with your finger on the mouse, you know, as as that, you know, whatever it was, 9 o'clock or 12 o'clock on a Friday, whenever they, you know, whenever they went on sale, you didn't mm. get them that week, you know. And I guess no. those businesses both did take the, the you know, the, the, the investment option um, a bit earlier. 
But, oh, absolutely. And they were probably in a better position to do that at the time. They were a few years before. Yeah, they, they were. I mean, you know, you can't, it's very hard to compare one business with another, isn't it? Because everybody's circumstances are different. But uh, I think that's a very perceptive answer, uh, Johnny. And, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. But uh, I still feel like you're in a good right. place. And, I, you know, I think your beers are, are still fantastic. And I think you've still got a really strong reputation in UK craft beer circles. Um, you know, I think as your as your production output ramps up, hopefully uh, mm. people are gonna gonna be, you know, still demanding your beers and getting hold of them. Well, I hope so. It's been a journey getting there, but I think this Canon line's gonna make a difference. We launched a website tail end yeah. of last year mm-hmm. and that's gonna allow a bit of growth as well. So we're gonna try and push give that a bit of a push. We we got it up and running and then quickly moved on. Got the planning for the canning line, that became the next important thing. And there's always something to concentrate on. But I think the idea for this coming year is going to be push the web sales a little bit more, try and right. do some more, try and get out of Cornwall a little bit more and try and start doing yeah. some curl-ups because I, I really do enjoy them when I go and see what other breweries do, yeah. meet another team somewhere else and just step outside the comfort zone of being down in Cornwall. It's, it's a long way from anywhere, but, you know, <laughs> they're building a new road. They're building a new A30, so I've got no excuse now. <laughs> I should be able to. I should be able to get out of the cup. Well, when, when they finished anymore. it, yeah, and they finally get rid of the yeah. roadworks. But yeah, yeah, we've lived with roadworks for the last year and a half. It's it's due to be finished next month, but I can't see it. Oh, great! Yeah, hopefully ahead of the at least this summer tourist season. I guess that's the main deadline, isn't it? Presumably, yeah, to that of course, yeah. yeah. It should make a difference if you can get here from up north and knock an hour off your journey, or even that's half an hour. Difference. It's just yeah. going to yeah. it's going to make a big, big difference. Of course it will. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They've invested 330 million. So it, it should, should bring in at least that much more revenue for the local. I'm not sure community. how much that buys you in the you know, construction project terms. Oh, does it? Everything's so expensive to, you know, they, they, these major infrastructure mm. projects just oh, yeah, really mind boggling how much they cost. But Well, the cost of everything seems to have gone up lately, doesn't it? So I'm, I'm, I'd be amazed if it stayed on budget, but that was the in, initial budget. That's the was figure it? that's been yeah. banded around in all the posters that you see here and there. Okay. So it's it's money well spent, I'd say. Probably yeah, the last yeah. The last bit of money that Cornwall will get for a while, it seems Well the, you know, the entire be... you know, it's no exaggeration to say that, you know, the entire economy of Cornwall is so dependent on tourism, isn't it? That you can't uh, absolutely you know, you've gotta make that make it easier to get to and just, just you know, make it a more realistic prospect for people to come down for a weekend rather than you know, having to come back for a come back for a fortnight because it takes you so long to get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slight, like, slight exaggeration, but uh, I mean, I know. It's, it's, sorry, I know. You, you having said that, you know, you're not actually running the tap from the brewery anymore. But uh, when we came down two summers ago, it was lovely to camp almost next door to your brewery. And so you know that that was a, a really nice thing, and uh, being able to to you know literally wander down the road and stagger back mm. uh, sometime later was a was a really pleasant experience. And so you know, I guess people could still still stagger down to you from the campsite for can sales from the brewery, can they? Yeah, in the in the summer months we're we're not at the brewery, but during the winter months, then yeah, the tap room is still at the brewery. Oh, of course, right? Yeah, so so right now it's it's there on Fridays. Yeah, yeah, we're opening it. We're at January break. I get a bit of time off. It's the only time of year where you can realistically have of course some you time can. off. Yeah, yeah. Dry January. There's not much going on. No, um, people are trying to behave themselves, and I think come February they're ready to get out and have another drink. And I, it gives me a break. I, I went skiing. I went to see Rellies up in London. Went up to Yorkshire. I've had. I've made nice. the most of my time off. Yeah, I, I really have. But now it's 
fully back to it. Um, I'm really excited about this year. I think it's going to be a cracking year. Oh, that's really great. Do. Yeah, excellent. Well, then let's talk about this next beer before we get into plans for 2024 then. Um, we've moved on to essential oil, which um, sounds like something you should be rubbing on your skin and not drinking. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so I'm glad I am drinking it because it's delicious. <laughs> This is 5.6% thialized IPA. We'll get you to explain. Actually, it's partly explained in the tasting notes, but you can, uh, I'm sure you can expand on the on the explanation of thialized IPA. But the tasting notes say, thiols are intense aroma compounds responsible for the sought-after tropical fruit flavours in hoppy beers. In fact, it's fully explained in the tasting notes, really. This IPA used hops packed full of them and a yeah. special yeast to unlock the magic. It's a beer, but not like we know it, Jim. Popped with Idaho 7 and Sabro. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of Sabro. People have heard me say that before. It works beautifully, this beer, with Idaho 7. I really like Idaho 7. I think the combination of Idaho 7 and Sabro, I think, is giving a really nice contrast of, of, of tasting notes, I think, here. It's, you know, you, you've got the um, you've got the sort of the, the, the coconutty thing coming out of the Sabro there, but lovely, punchy fruit flavours from the Idaho 7. So I think, it, you know, the, the, the combination together, I, I guess you're getting some nice citrusy flavours from from Sabro as well. But, uh, yeah, really, yeah. Uh, really good combination of hops and, and another lovely beer, um, Johnny. So, so give us a bit more on Thialized. So Thialized, yeah, it's, it's a bit, been a bit of a buzzword for the last year, I'd say. There's been mm-hmm. a few beers coming out with Thialized strains of yeast, which have become more available. I mean, you, you generally have to go with what's available at the time. You can't, I, I haven't got the facilities to make my own yeast strain that's going to have more of this unlocking potential. But essentially, it's it's an organic ring with an extra sulfur compound on it, which normally you wouldn't be able to, how would you say, you wouldn't be able to smell it, you wouldn't be able to perceive it, because right. that sulfur locks it away from your senses. But by using these thialized yeast strains, they actively kick that sulfur atom off the ring and allow your sensory organs, whatever, your nose, yeah. your taste, yeah, yeah. taste buds, to then perceive those extra flavors that already locked up in, I think there's a fair amount of it in the malt. Yeah. Um, and certain hops have more than others. And the reason for choosing Idaho 7 and Sabra is that they're both on the top of the list of beers that have thiols in. Okay. So I thought it'd be an interesting experiment to use the two. Nice. Um, and you're right, because Sabro is a bit of a Marmite hop for some. Yeah. But I think it, it does work well in this situation. I've tried using Sabro in some other beers at different ratios, and it tends to take over. Yeah, how small yeah. a ratio you can put it in. But this one, it, 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 I think it's just given it a little bit of a different flavour that really seems to work. The pineapple flavours from the Idaho 7 come through, yeah. and they're not masked completely by the coconut flavours from no. the Sabro. So I think it, it really does work. It's been this is a yeah this been, is really it's an unusual beer but in a good way you know this is not your yeah not your it's not your standard flavour no. is it by any stretch of imagination no it's no, no, really no. flavours in this. No, absolutely, and that's what mm. I think it's all about as a brewer. Yeah. You could sit there and brew your core beers all day long and sit there and be be bored probably to, to death, just repeat brew, 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 brew. But yeah. for me, the fun part of brewing is doing something a little bit outside of the ordinary. Yeah. And this, this kind of beer allows you to do that. And I think as a commercial point of view, it really works because it does taste that bit different. Someone else did a podcast about this beer not that yep. long ago, and they was they were saying exactly the same thing. Though it's, mm. it's nice to see brewers that are prepared to experiment with these different yeast strains, or especially yeah, w- within the guardrails of 
of New England IPA as well, which you know, so so you know, I'm I'm a, an absolute you know, New England IPA obsessive. I think you know people yeah know that. Um, you know, so you know, it's all very well to say, well, you know, you want to see the brewers experiment, and you know, but if if you're experimenting, means you you know you're brewing uh, dark milds, and you know, I'm trying to struggle to think of a beer style that you know without offending mm. everybody, you know, so so don't you dark mild fans out there, don't get offended by that or best bitters or whatever, you know, that you can. You can experiment by, you know, brewing lots of different beer styles, but I would much see the sooner see experimentation within the, as I say, within the guardrails of of, of New England IPAs and pales, because I think, you know, that's yeah. the king of, king of beer styles for me, and I'm sure there's still lots you can do to make them interesting. Um, oh, absolutely. Well, without having at... to to make it a California common or you know whatever. <laughs> yeah, or Nuki Steam. For the sake of experimentation, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well. You cast your mind back. When do you think New England IPAs just hit the scene? Would it be as long back 20, as ten years ago? Yeah, about it's, that. I was going to say 2013, 2014, probably the earliest. Yeah. yeah. And so that would probably have been an experimental idea for any brewers in this country to try and brew one of those styles. It oh, was yeah, unheard absolutely. of. Yeah. So the whole thing about experimentation—you're not looking for the next best thing. So I think fad beers are a bit. Oh, a bit, bit mad to be honest. There was the yeah. brute IPA phase, oh, which yeah, I, was... I didn't jump on that bandwagon. I refused no. to do that. I thought that was very just, wise. Yeah, it's just not not going to work for me. But experimenting within the realms of a brewer, so you're mucking around with yeast strains. And to me, I'd, I'd never even heard of a thiol before. No, I started to do some research into it, and I've very much followed the American industry when i first started homebrewing it was right through Amer- american homebrew magazines because there were streets ahead of what we were doing here i couldn't oh, get yeah. hold of half of the hops that they were suggesting to use no that's right yeah i, I think now that that's all sorted you can get whatever hops you want but the yeast strains that are starting to come through now it's, it's phenomenal choices of brewer mm. I, re- I really love the fact that you can you can actually get the things that you really want to play with we've yeah. got a small trial kit and i, I brew on that and release them in the tap room just to see yeah. what the feedback is. You get that instant feedback then. That's oh, right. right. Yeah. One, oh, oh, yeah. No, that's don't. super fun. Yeah. And the ones that do well in the tap room go on to be production beers on a big kit. Nice. Which is a nice tool to have. But having this array of ingredients available at your beck and call is fantastic yeah. for a brewer. From a brewing point of view. Yeah. I think it's superb. And I, I don't think files are going to be a, a flash in the pan. I really think that more and more breweries are going to start using these yeast strains because they do unlock some interesting flavours. Yeah. I've not seen too many yet. I've not tried too many other breweries. No, I don't think I've seen, I don't think I've seen a beer called a thialised IPA. Anyway, it's not a category on Untapped yet. I I can tell you that for now because I just looked at it this afternoon and it's, uh, they've yet to add that as a subcategory. But uh, you heard it, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Yeah. Thialised IPA is the next big thing. Well, I'm glad you liked it anyway, Rob. That's the main yeah. thing. It's because no, know, it's, it's got to be. It's got to be a tasty beer. You don't want to brew a beer that is technically amazing but tastes like turds. <laughs> no <right>. way. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got uh, coming up? You're excited about beer, either beer, you know, that's already brewed and ready to boil. You know, approaching the point where it's ready to package, or even stuff that's in your little black book of recipes to come shortly. So, the first time this year, um, well, end end of last year, started contracting some hops. All right. Previously, yeah. I only ever bought them on the spot market. Yeah. For lots of different reasons, but contracted this year and 
The main reason for that was Nectaron. So Nectaron's nice. been a featured hop in quite a few of the latest release of beers. Yeah. And for me, it's one of the finest hops that's come out in the last Love 10 it. years. It's, it's so good. It's so nice to brew with. Gives you yeah. all the flavours you want. Tried pairing it with Nelson. Wasn't quite so successful, but it tends to pair well with other punchy hops nelson right. not so much i'm not i'm going to look more okay. into that because I, I love nelson i thought nelson yeah, and Nectron no, would just be an absolute match made in heaven but it, it wasn't quite that one they're no, fighting I... against each other rather than complimenting each other yeah. that and superdelic really mm-hmm. excited about superdelic yeah a few beers released with that too so contracted those two hops so yeah you're going to expect to see more messing around with Nectron and superdelic all right anything you've actually got in in, in tank that 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 you're excited about? Yeah, so next week, the Canon line, fingers crossed, will be totally commissioned and oh, ready yeah. to rock and roll. So we've got beer in all, in all the fermenters ready to go. Yeah. Um, but there's a new one called Time Lapse, which is Nectaron and HBC 586, which is a, nice. a su- superb, superb, but not, again, not used it often enough. There's so many to choose from, but that particular half combination is superb. You've got the dankness, you've got the fruitiness. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a cracker. It's 6%. Lovely. Um, which is, for, for us, is a good ABV. I like to go above five. I don't yeah. really like to drop below five. There's a few sessions that we do. Yeah. Um, mostly you, for the tap room because. Yeah, I was going to say that you do need, a, you need a beer in the tap room at, you know, four or thereabouts, don't you really? People can drink by the pint. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they're going to knock those back all, all night long. and. Mm. Hopefully, be able to walk down the down the road and not get ideally, over. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want that on my conscience. But yeah, for me, anything above five to the six—that's the sweet spot for the beers that are produced. I love doing dippers. We touched on that earlier. Yeah, and the, and the stronger beers, but and they've got their own place. But for me, that's the sweet spot between five and six. So yeah. this one, bang on six. Mm-hmm. So it's going to going to be released next week. Fingers crossed. Lovely that the can the canon will chuck that out, and that that will be available. Hopefully nationwide, all our wonderful distributors and retailers that buy our beers will be stocking Perfect. that on their shelves. You'll be able to get a hold of that one. Yeah, What's the name again, that's... Johnny? It's called Time Lapse. Time Lapse, I beg your pardon, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It's, it's tasting fantastic in Tank. Nice. Yeah. Really pleased about that. Yeah. Metron's a wonderful hop. Thank goodness mm-hmm. for New Zealand hops, eh? Where would yeah. you be without, without no, them? they've been been revolutionised. The, the you know not to say that American hops aren't still great, but yeah, I think the new, new the advent of new New Zealand hops the last two two or three years has been brilliant. Mm, yeah, absolutely superb. Must go back to New Zealand. I went back. I went there maybe twenty twenty five years ago. And yeah, I loved it. Absolutely same, loved it. Same but... as yeah. I was I was last there in nineteen ninety nine. So exactly twenty five years ago. Yeah, I'd love to go back. Such a long way, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> Once, once you're there, it's worth it. But it is, yeah, yeah. I it was funny it was after distance. Well, there's but... parallels to Cornwall. I would say. I'd, I'd say New Zealand and Cornwall have got similar feels about them. There's not yeah. many people, yeah. apart from in the summer where there's there's millions, but too many. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's never too many. They, as long as they buy my beer, I'm happy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think there's some similarities. There's the same sort of culture. They they're into. The same kind of things that the Cornish outdoor are lifestyle, yeah, 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 absolutely that outdoor yeah. lifestyle, yeah, mm. yeah, love it. So yeah, it'd be it'd be good to go back. What you got um, coming up in terms of festivals this summer? You got any anything in the diary already? No, no, I'm always pretty 
crap at organizing festivals. I just wait for people to come to me. I don't ever chase anything. Which no. I, I, I perhaps I perhaps should start doing a bit more of that because I feel yeah, like I'll miss out if I don't do it. But because I do love going to a festival, but no, I'm, I'm yeah. just waiting. For, just waiting for the phone to ring. The last time I saw you at a festival, Johnny, I think it was Hop City, and that was goodness me, that was a good while ago. Was that twenty twenty one? Was it Hop City? When you we did one in twenty twenty one and did twenty twenty three as well. Just yeah, well, I mean, that definitely year. wasn't there in twenty three, so it would be yeah, twenty twenty one. That was a, yeah, yeah, I love Hop City. It's such yeah, a brilliant, was, brilliant festival. Yeah, those guys up at Northern Monk, they're just they're just legends. Yeah, they, legends. they know what they're doing, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping to do a few more collabs this year. I've been chatting up a few breweries along the way, and we've talked to the area. We'll do one, but yeah. to get me out of Cornwall, it's, it's been it's been hard work. It really has. You, you know, you need to probably you need to do a bit of a tour, don't you, and string a couple together to sort of make the journey yeah. work, probably. But yeah, that was the idea. We were going to go out to Alpha Delta, but sadly they've gone as well. I know, so sad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ross was a big, big friend of this week in craft beer, so. Uh, very sad to yeah. see those guys go, yeah. Yeah, same. I was good mates with Ross. He was, yeah. was absolute beauty. Oh, that's a good guy, so, yeah. Do you ever get yeah. out drinking with him? I, we had the, the pleasure of going out a couple of times, once in Newcastle and once in Leeds, actually, and uh, both times were epic nights out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. That's that a good, a good drinking up, partner, yeah. Ross is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Did he bring out his uh, staffy? He didn't. No, no, no. Never saw his staffy. No. Beautiful staffy. People cross the road because it's staffy, but they, you know what they're like. They're gorgeous dogs. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, if they, you know, they're properly looked after, they're lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, absolutely, absolutely. So, that's, yeah, that's the idea. Just get get out of Cornwall, go and see a few other breweries. Yeah, maybe maybe get myself up to Little Summer Beer Bash at Day. That'd be nice. I'll, yeah, I'll definitely. Making, I'll start well, look, knocking any, on some doors, see what I can do. Any brewers listening to this wanted, you know, looking for a, a top class collab partner. Johnny, you know where to find Johnny, and equally, you know, I think uh, you you would grace any beer festival with your beers as well. So, so you know, I like to like to think that you might get a couple of um, couple of invites on the back of this as well. So, uh, oh, great! Yeah. Well, Rob, you you're always a charming, charming. See what man, we can so do. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, where's the best place for people to get their hands on some pipeline cans? Then, well, jump on our website. I'm gonna yeah, yeah, definitely push that. Yeah, jump on the website pipelinebrewing.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Um, the fresh releases go on there first, and then they go straight out to all our all our suppliers. So yeah, check that out first, and then go to your local box shops. A lot of them have been getting in touch lately, and I think because we jumped onto Seller last year, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot a lot of people are starting to use that. We, we they are actually, day, yeah, that, that's cropping up more, more and more, more on the podcast. Actually, Seller so seems like it's the you know real sort of growth platform, isn't it? It is, and it's, it makes it easy for us as the brewery side of things because all the admins taken care of. That's nice. Yeah, you, um, don't, yeah, you don't want it to be cumbersome, do you? It needs to be easy. No, no, absolutely. It makes it easier for us and easier for the end user too. Mm-hmm. I think it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant idea. It's a great platform. They, I think they're changing their pricing structure, which might be um, something to look out, look into a bit more. But at the moment, right. we, we tied into a year long deal, so we're okay. we're happily on the older pricing structure. I think it. I think they're going to change it up a little bit, which might make right. it a bit trickier depending on your volumes, but we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I haven't okay. properly looked into that. Yeah. Good to know. All right. Excellent. Um, Johnny, at this stage, um, I've got my two wrap-up questions. 
but I always pause to ask the guest at this stage if there's anything that you came into this conversation intending to mention or raise. Now would be a good time to do that. I don't know if you've got any, for example, any local events you've got coming up. I don't know if you've got any tap takeovers in the diary or... Yeah, well, funny enough, I've been approached by Bang the Elephant. They sent me down some oh, yes. of their outstandingly wonderful stouts. Oh, my, oh God. my goodness. Yeah, they're big boy stouts, aren't they? Bang the Elephant. They were on oh. about, had them on about a month ago, six weeks ago. Lovely guys. Yeah. Oh, did you? Right. Well, I'll have, yeah. to have a listen to that. But yeah, they sent me down some beers and a t shirt, which is oh, wonderful. I'll be nice. wearing that at the weekend. And I tried one of their beers the other night with a mate. Oh. We just absolutely loved it. We'd, we'd already had a, a fair few. We'd been to the pub and had a few, and we thought, oh, we'll just have this. We'll share this. Oh, no, yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. No, well, I, I, <laughs> I don't remember going to bed, but. Nice. Yeah, no, those, those, those guys are right up there in my, in my book. You know, they're, they're, they're you know, one of the real top exponents of, of big stouts in the UK now, I think. So those stouts were second to none. They were superb. They're up oh. there with some of those cracking cloud yeah. water stouts that I've had in the past. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very impressed with those, and they want to do some work together, possibly a collab, definitely a tough nice. takeover. So, um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I've got to send them out some beer as soon as this canning line gets done. I can send yeah. out some beer. I've got got a few breweries I need to send it out to, and it's, it's just time is ticking. But yeah, tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow, it'll be canning the first beer on that. Wow, that's exciting! Yeah, well, I better, better yeah. not keep you too late this evening, then, John. If you've got a big day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all big days, Rob. But yeah, tomorrow nice will, be, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> will be a bigger one than some. Yeah, it's a big investment, Excellent. but I'm 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 happy with the way it's going. All right, well that's uh, that's really exciting. Um, good. Well, let's get into the into the home straight then, Johnny. And and here I never get bored of asking people to give shout outs to little guys. And so you've answered this question probably a couple of times before in this podcast, but um, I'm going to ask it again. Which small local to you beer business do you think is doing a great job promoting? independent craft beer not just pipelines but independent craft beer in general and that can be another brewery a tap room a mm. pub a bottle shop even a restaurant or a cafe but you know somebody's doing a great job in the service of independent craft beer so you put me on the spot but i didn't have to actually think about this long and hard straight away the brewery that comes to mind is blunt rock I'm not yeah. sure whether you <laughs> Had them on your podcast? I haven't yet. actually. I've just I've been messaging them, um, and we're we're still to and fro and trying to get them on. They're I think they're they're not actually brewing at this exact moment in time. I think if I remember the the message you sent me last week, I think they're they're going to start brewing in in March or April again. So uh, I think I'm, yeah, I so, will have them on sooner than later. So they were brewing out of a container or three. They've got a few yeah. containers put together to make their tap room brewery space up in Rock. Just, yeah. just literally 100 metres down the road from Sharps. Oh, yeah. Boys. Yeah. And they've just been building a new facility the other side of Rock. I think they bought Boxcar's old kit. from. from oh, Rock did Lake. they? Oh, wow. That's so, a very good, a good provenance. Yeah. It's yeah. a big step up because their brewery length at the moment, they bought some old fermenters from me when I when I upscaled and yeah. I think one of the five or six heck fermenters mm-hmm. and they have to brew maybe two or three times to fill that. Yeah, which is you know they've got a really tiny brew length. I'm not sure the exact figures. I'm sure they'd come on and put me straight. And I was well, up, well, well <laughs> off the mark. But um, the beers that they brew, you go to their tap room. They've got a big selection, maybe eight or ten different beers, and they're all spot on. Mm. They really are. I think they're going to make big waves when they get oh, on this great. big kit and start nice. pushing their beer a bit more na- nationwide. I, I, I really do. I think George is a great technical brewer. His passion for the industry is superb. Yeah, Fantastic. they're going to go far. They've got the energy, 
they've got they've got the know-how as well. Their yeah. beers are, are, you know, I wouldn't shout about a beer unless I thought it was worth drinking. No. Oh, well, that's brilliant. Thanks. So, yeah, Blood Rock. Check them out. Brilliant. Appreciate that. Thank you, Johnny. Any any others to share? Any, any retail outlets? Well, Red Elephant in Truro is always worth a shout. Yeah. It's probably one of the better better ones in, in the area, really. Cornwall's yeah. kind of lacking. Well, my locale. Nuki, there's not that many craft beer outlets. There's Lost Brewing. They're, they're yeah. starting to and the Nuki Brewing project, they're starting, they've gone together into a unit. They're going to start making a few waves down here. But there's not there's not a huge scene. It hasn't really caught up with the rest of the no. UK, I'd say. It's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. It is. Because locally, where do I want to go and drink beer? It's generally my own tap room or nip down to Verdon. Yeah. They're few and far between good, good, good beer outlets. But Red yeah. Elephant has always been a good one if you can be bothered to get on the bus and go into Truro. In Truro, yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. They're good guys. I think they're out, they're on holiday at the minute. Out, I've seen some photos of them somewhere in Perth, sunning themselves in a in a pool. Nice. But their their venue's still open. They've got someone babysitting for them. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's good. always a good show. They always stop pipeline beers as well. They've always got something from us nice. either on tap yeah. or in cans. Mm-hmm. So yeah, happy to give them a shout out. I'm sure they'd they'd appreciate that. Very good. All right, thanks for that. Awesome. So we're at the wrap up question then, Johnny, and you get to answer the um. The new ultimate wrap-up question. What beer or beer style that is no longer available would you like to resurrect so that you can either taste it again or taste it for the first time? Right. I think, for me, I'd like to go back to colonial times when Indian pale ales were being super hot, stronger ones being sent across the waters, Mm. just to taste what they tasted like. So I've got a feeling... That they'd be absolutely infected with Brett. Oh, they're going to be terrible, aren't they? You know, they, they, they'd be I think they'd over attenuated, extremely variable. I'm sure you yeah. you, you might get lucky, and you know, occasionally because it was a, in a particularly good barrel or whatever, it might actually come off uh, mm. drinkable, or half drinkable. But I'm sure a lot of it was absolutely diabolical. Absolutely, I, I think generally beers back then would have probably been not. The kind of beers that we expect. Mostly to drink diabolical. Do you think? Do you think beer mostly yeah. was mostly diabolical back in those times? It probably was, wasn't it? By our well, it by so- our by our very high sort of expectations and standards, you know. Well, you could drink a glass of water and die from it back in those know. days. Yeah. You catch, yeah, catch all sorts of shit from it. So the fact that it was beer, it was generally yeah. safe. Mm. It had been boiled and had the alcohol content. Then yeah. you you drink it knowing that a you're not going to shit yourself. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and B, it's not going to kill you. And C, you might get pissed from it as well. And so there's, those those three things would make yeah, beer very, very attractive. Win, win, win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'd, li- I'd like to taste the flavour profile and just see exactly what those IPAs were tasting like because they're going to be yeah. miles away from what we brew now. Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, I don't think there'd be yeah. any comparison whatsoever because, it, you know, the hopping rates, you know, w- would have been higher by, <laughs> yeah. you know, they've been higher by, by the standards of the age, but I'm sure they would have still been. Yeah, you know, presumably less than ten grams per liter, and probably probably significantly less than that. Do you think? Oh, I don't know. They wouldn't have dry hopped them either. I should imagine no. they'd be thrown in at the boil, so they'd be yeah. bitter bitter bastards. Yeah, yeah. They'd, they'd be there'd be big old beers that would be nothing like we'd expect them to be now. But I'd, I'd just like to taste it and see what you're up against. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. Because the origins of beers, if someone brewed a beer of that style now, I bet, I bet it would be an absolute flop. Yeah, it would just no one would want to drink it. No, it just, I, well, it'd be I, interesting I think, to have it as a benchmark. I think that's true of most uh, most beer from you know 
bygone eras, really. You know, I think, you know, if, you know, much as we might sort of laugh about John Smith's and whatever, and, you know, I've mentioned them several times on this podcast, but, you know, I'm sure yeah. John Smith's, I'm quite sure, is a significantly better drink than Watley Red Barrel or, you know, whatever the other yeah. equivalent sort of keg macro bitters of, of the sort of the 50s and 60s well you know i i well, you know I, i'm not sure about that but i suspect that's the case um you know and certainly the uh oh, you know almost any any beer of uh of a bygone era i just don't i don't think the quality control was there certainly i don't think the quality of ingredient use was there that we've got in craft no. beer today anyway you know it's uh, no. very much cheap and beautiful how cheap can we make this beer yeah and i should imagine a lot of them would taste quite smoky the way that they dried their malt yeah, exactly. Yeah. Open fires would be just yeah. a completely different flavour profile, like the Bamberg style beers. Yeah, that's right. And it takes you two or three to get into it, but a, a straight off taste of, of a Rausch beer is, oh, God, oh, me, yeah. what's, what's oh. going on here? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's my answer. I Good answer, Johnny. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Uh, and it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. Glad to say that your beers are just as special Likewise. as I remember the last time I had them. And, you know, I'm certainly hoping that we will, our paths will cross at some point this summer, maybe at, uh, at Daya for the LSBB, maybe somewhere I'll else. I'll look out for you wearing your Pipeline T-shirt. I will, yes. Yes, indeed. I commit to wearing it that day, just um, just, just on the off chance on. run into your house there. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, well, also, I'll let you know if I'm coming or not. But, uh, well, sure, maybe I'll, I'll, also be, I'll also be at the trade session at Bristol Craft Beer Festival this year. I'll be at the trade session at London Craft Beer Festival. I'll be at the These Hills Festival the whole weekend at Beak this summer. Oh, that already. Looking forward to That'd that. Cool. Yeah. I'm sure there's a few others we'll be doing. So, I, you know, I'm around and about in the in the south of England uh, festival season, season this year. So hopefully I'll bump into you at some point. But in the yeah, meantime, Johnny, absolutely. good luck with the canning line commissioning tomorrow. I'm excited to, to see the, the output from that. Speak to you soon. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Pleasure as nice always. Way.